I'm not growing for the sake of necessarily money or success, but I'm attacking growth from an enjoyment level that I enjoy learning new things and strengthening these areas of my life. And that's where you find a little bit more happiness. Hey, it's Nikki Llewellyn Gregory, and you're on Gut Plus Science. You're in for a fast-paced, storytelling, action-item-rich leadership growth experience. I hope you make this podcast a habit. I consider it a leadership mentoring tool. Learning together makes us better together, and that is how we change the world around us. Let's get to it. Today, we have one of our 2023 People Forward Impact Award winners joining me on Gut Plus Science. I am so excited. And today, we get to talk about making your box bigger. Intriguing, right? Nate Roberts is the CEO of Hometown Logistics and my dear friend, Amy Woodall, who is a friend of Nate's as well. She's the host of the Conscious Habit podcast on our network. She chose Nate as one of the greatest people forward leaders that she has ever met as he consistently shows up with a positive attitude. She's like, no matter what, this guy shows up with a positive attitude leading his people. Nate has been leading hometowns explosive growth for the past five years. And when I asked him, hey, what is the one thing that you would recommend leaders do to drive engagement and growth? He said, make your box bigger. Hmm. Nate, welcome. So this message of make your box bigger or get outside the box, it's important to you. You picked it as that one thing. Share where did this come from and why is this the thing that you focus on to move your people forward and beyond? Yeah, thank you, Nikki. I think what we focus on with our team is that as we're growing up for the first 18 to 22 years of our life, we are taught to follow the rules We get scolded if we're not following the crowd and then we're bombarded with distractions nowadays from social media to emails to everything. And our real goal is to help people understand it does not have to be that way. So whether you're 18 or you're 30 or you're 44, your box can always get much, much bigger than the frame of reference you have that you're looking at. So we really focus on total growth as a person and to keep yourself out of those stagnant items that might be slowing you down and to always be looking for the next thing you want or the next thing that's going to push you over the edge and not get satisfied so early in your journey, in your life or wherever you're at in your career. So that's a constant theme that we're pushing people on is it's not about money. It's not about anything besides that having a growth goal for yourself will lead you to some higher levels of happiness when you're focused on it in that way. I love that. And I like the reframe and just perception is reality, right? It's all about how we think about things and how we frame it in our mind. And so you're saying, hey, to reframe how we think about our limits, our opportunities, just starting there to be able to see things much bigger than maybe where we were just naturally at. It's a work in progress, right? We have to work to do that. When we say growth, and if you think about the word growth and the definition How do you define growth? How we define growth is everybody has a different background. Everybody has a different situation they're currently in. But can you overcome the challenges that are behind you, next to you, or in front of you and find a ways to keep growing yourself in all areas? And you can't do it all at once. So maybe you're getting healthier in the career. You're not quite sure what you want to do there yet. Or maybe your career's taking off, but you have to have that constant mindset when everything is going on in a whirlwind around you. You have to get back to, okay, I got to be growing somewhere. 
So am I a better parent? Am I a better health conscious person out there? Am I growing my career? Am I growing my faith out there? Whatever it might be, you know, you can't do it all at once, but you've got to overcome the distractions and the challenges and understand that there has to be some growth going on for you to keep moving forward in what you're doing. That's really good. And so just reflecting here on what we've talked about, reframing what's in our mind and how we're thinking to look past limits that have been self-created and to be able to then position ourselves to grow past those, the terminology that we're both probably pretty used to that I just want to hit on for a minute is having a growth mindset. The opposite of a growth mindset would be a fixed mindset. I'd love to just make sure that we're level setting and defining that for a second. Like when you think growth mindset, what is that and why is it so crucial? Yep. Good question. So how I define that is it's not about being perfect. It's about getting better consistently and you're going to fall off the path, right? You can get on a good path for a long time where your career's growing, things are in the right direction and, and you're going to fall off of that. So growing is how quick are you getting back on the right path and then staying on it for longer the next time? So are you constantly looking how to improve your cycle of growth? Maybe you're trying to grow your career. Well, you probably need to read more. You need to get a mentor. You need to go out there and find people that can help grow you that have already done it. And that's a goal for you. And you got to stay focused and do that. And you're going to have to take some time away from other areas. So if you've got time that you're spending binge watching Netflix or watching too much social media or just not on growth, you need to reallocate that time to some of those areas to achieve that goal for yourself. And we're all human, so we're going to fall off the path. And then part of that path of growth is how quick can you get back on it and stay on it and how long can you stay on it? I love that. And as we're defining and kind of laying the groundwork here before we go into this core training, these five stages of growth that you have at Hometown that I love and I just want to go deeper into, if you think about we all, every single person had to get to a growth mindset somehow. There was a journey there. It's not like we were born with that. We build this muscle and these constant habits and beliefs and things to get there. For those listeners out there that are like, but help me understand, what does growth mindset look like versus the opposite when it's showing up in practical application in the workplace? Could you give some examples of person A and when they're limited because they haven't flipped over and really started to embrace growth mindset versus the ones that are embracing that growth mindset? And I think you shared a couple of those characteristics. Can you just define what those people look like? A growth mindset person they're going to constantly have goals in front of them. They're not going to reach a plateau. They're going to hit some success in whatever area they're focused on. And they're going to put their next round of goals out there and start charging towards them. So that growth person is not going to sit around these plateaus very long, right? You could be the best salesperson at your company, but a growth person is going to be asking, all right, what can I learn next about this company? What do I want my career to look like five years from now? I'm happy with this, but how can I, from a growth standpoint, keep bettering where I'm at? You know, whereas a person that's a little more complacent, I mean, they're going to get to making good money. I think if you have the right mentor and you're putting in good hard work and attitude, you can get to a spot where you're making pretty good money. But 
if you're complacent with that, then you fall out of the growth cycle and you will start to go backwards. And so I think it's the people that recognize that I'm not growing for the sake of necessarily money or success, but I'm attacking growth from an enjoyment level that I enjoy learning new things and strengthening these areas of my life. And that's where you find a little bit more happiness, right? Because if you're just chasing it for a non-core value, it won't happen for you. You can't just say you want more money. You have to enjoy the process that gets you there or you'll never do that process. And so I think it's about the behaviors and the goals and the consistency around just not plateauing out. That's so good. And I'm going to come right back to the enjoying the process. As a self-proclaimed high achiever type, I have had to teach that lesson so many times where it's like, the growth and the joy is in the journey. You get there and it's like, okay, well, what's next, right? So I'm going to come back to that in just a second, teeing that up. But when I was just reflecting on what you were sharing, all of us wear so many different hats in life. And right now we're probably speaking to people that are maybe using their work hat time to advance themselves and listen to a podcast. Maybe not, maybe they're on the treadmill or whatever, but we have all these different hats as a parent, as a spouse, as a family member, we're a friend, we're taking care of our health, our finances. I think the thing that you had said, like joy, the word that comes to mind is meaning. Like what is meaning to me? And what is my ideal place? And to be able to see holistically, it's not just compartmentalized for us to be on a growth journey in one area. They really holistically affect all of the other. Just curious your thought on that like holistic perspective and just that growth journey from a all areas of life thing. Yeah, they're all tugging at each other and fighting for time. But if you can balance them, they can also help each other. Being a great parent and involved in family is important. And that takes a lot of time, but that might take you away from some of your career growth goals, right? But maybe you can understand that, hey, family is the top thing that you want to focus on. And that's what you care about the most. And just the laws of the land is money makes life easier. So maybe you have a little bit more energy and a little more pep in your step the eight hours that you're in the office because you're attacking your career so you can spend more time with your family in the future. You can't just segment them that I'm not focused on my career because my family is more important. If your family is important, it should push you to find more stability in your career, expand your career. Instead of getting a 3% raise, go for that 10% raise. It'll force you to do things and make your box bigger if you correlate them together correctly. Or you can use them as a crutch and this is why you never got to the next step. So you have to take those things that are pulling and figure out how do they correlate and can that help strengthen my true motivation to get me there. But they're always pulling against each other. If you're moving your career up, Someone's going to ask you to take this sales trip for these three days and you're going to miss some ball games or you really want to go to a ball game and you're going to miss some important meetings. So you're always getting pulled in multiple directions, but you can't use those things as crutches. You've got to help build the right mentality around them to push you to attack it even harder when you have the time. Yeah. And I think a key there is the importance of planning. We have different seasons of life. And like one week, like you said, we might be traveling and whatever. It's like, it is so important. We have to be ahead of the game to be able to plan and kind of keep all of those things in check. A growth-minded individual, one that is outside the box, is regularly planning, seeing and forecasting ahead because of the ebbs and flows of life, for sure. Real quick, before we dive into these five stages of growth, because I'm so excited, is you mentioned the enjoy the process. 
And I think that, like I shared a minute ago, I have fallen short in that a lot where I am grinding, but I'm working towards this growth thing. Enjoy the ride. Talk to us about what you meant when you talked about enjoy the process. Yeah, I think enjoying the process is, for me at least, I'm enjoying in the business world, ideally getting smarter is what I enjoy because things can be taken away from you, right? So your job can be taken away from you. Your bank financing can be taken away from you. Markets in general can be taken away depending on what you're doing. Those things can go away. But if you're growing, then you're getting smarter in all these areas. And I think the real enjoyment is you start not to worry about it, right? Because you know that you're investing enough time and energy in that area of yourself that you're going to be just fine no matter what happens because you've already dealt with tough things. You know you're committed to winning. You know you're committed to getting smarter and figuring things out. When you grow in the business world in that sense, then yeah, you might get stung here and there, but you're really always focused on what you're truly able to get to as the next level. So you're not worried about today's results because you have your sight on what you really want and you're trying to grow towards that. And so a setback in any area doesn't really affect your mindset. And I think it helps life get a little bit more enjoyable. And I've definitely been there in the past where you worry about your job, you worry about that source of income, you worry about these things, but then you got really right. You're worried because you're not investing enough time in yourself. You haven't increased your market value enough that your highest level desire in the, in the market that you'll be fine either way. That, I guess that's the enjoyment is that is you're building some freedom for yourself by investing. Same thing, if you're investing in your health, you get some freedom there because you feel better, you have more energy. You're investing in your family, your life just goes smoother. All these investments pay off. And so you got to find enjoyment out of investing. You'll start to see the benefits short run and long run. Yeah. That quote comes to mind. It just popped in my head. I don't know if this is cheesy or awesome, but the best days are the day you were born and the day you find out why. And the day you were born, you didn't plan that, right? God put us here, but then we've had to work on ourselves a lot to be able to figure out why am I here? What am I here to do? Like what makes me tick? And that's a lot of work in between and just, yeah, such a game changer for life. I want to walk through your core training at hometown. So one of the things that People Forward Network in our podcasting efforts with companies, we say, hey, if you were to have four most powerful episodes to share with your people, one of the four is that you have a core training or core philosophy that you teach. And so many companies actually don't have that. They're like, well, everybody reads this book. I was so excited to hear. You're like, we have this core training that everyone goes through and there's these five stages. I was like, oh, I can't wait to dig in. Talk about where that came from before we dive into the five. Yeah, I think where it came from is we have a ton of great leaders here at Hometown. We can't really motivate people to some degree, but how can we help people be motivated and pumped up to win in all areas of our life? And I think over the last five, six years here, we've kind of narrowed it down into, okay, where are people getting stuck? What have they not learned in school or college or their prior careers that's going to help them find that focus? And so through the combination of great guys here like Zach Biddle, Chris Renzi, Taylor Lynch, Tim Brandt, I mean, these guys, we've kind of come up with this core piece that we call the growth cycle. We have a pretty detailed three-week training that new team members come on. And before we get into the sales portion of the training, we spend a whole day talking about this growth cycle 
and these mindsets and how it can come about out there. But it's been a collaboration of really a lot of late night dinners or just brainstorming and saying, okay, what next? Why does someone stop here? What do we think about when we get to those levels? And it kind of came into this five-step cycle to what we like to share with people early in their careers. It's awesome. Great. And I want to dive into these. I might ask a couple of questions. I wanted to just clarify, is it sequential? In order, yeah. So you're walking them through like an order. When someone comes on board, you're walking them through one at a time and they're building off of each other? Yeah, it's sequential and it repeats. So that's the whole thing is that it's a repeat cycle that can follow anybody where they're at in their career, not just here, but I think this is how you got to think about in growth in general. So you're trying to work yourself through these cycles over and over again. Okay. So this is a constant thing. We learn this and then we cycle it around. Awesome. So see kind of the graphic for those of you that are listening. All right. So walk us through these five. First one is motivation. So we talk a lot about that day one. You know, I know that's a hot topic and a buzzword, but we really try to get a little deeper and help people understand like your motivation is usually four, five, six, maybe seven items. It's not just one thing. Nobody's just motivated by money. Most people's top motivation is not money to begin with. Maybe you want success. Maybe you want money. Maybe you want career growth, but you're also probably trying to make somebody proud. Maybe you're trying to set yourself up for a stable future. Maybe you're trying to prove somebody wrong. You got to really understand and you got to take some time and go through these motivations and write down the four or five things on why you're even coming into work today. You can get lots of jobs at lots of places and somebody will give you a wage. But why did you choose hometown? Why did you choose sales? Why did you get out of bed today? And you got to understand that motivation before you can really get progress anywhere. So the second stage there is persistence. So what persistence is and how we explain it is persistence is the four or five daily disciplines that you know have to happen every single day and you're going to do them no matter how you feel. Because we all have days where we're not in the mood. No one operates at 100% all the time. We all have days we don't maybe sometimes feel so good or something somewhere in our life is going haywire. The people that can find persistence in these daily disciplines when things aren't sunshine and roses are the ones that are going to move forward the quickest. So once you find your motivation, here's your daily disciplines. And the reason you do these daily disciplines is because you really understand this motivation and you're committed to hitting those goals. It's not just something that you say because everybody expects you to say it, right? So third step, we call it just the stick with it. And I think a lot of times people are so close to getting over the next breaking point and breaking a ceiling and they start to take that foot off the pedal. And a lot of that comes with how we're all raised and you're almost made fun of in a lot of circles if you're too successful, right? Like everybody went through those and different things at school and you have a lot of head trash that causes most people to fear achieving success because they're afraid of then losing it. So they start to fear the things that they want because they fear what will happen when they lose it and how people will talk about them, right? So we talk about a lot of the head trash that people have out there and like, no, you need to keep going, right? You're going to have people that you're going to support you when you win. You're going to have people that point at you when you fail. That's just part of life, but you got to stick with it or you're going to constantly be missing out on these next barriers. So we talk a lot about that. And then at that point, if you can do those first three things, you're going to get some success out there. And the next step we call is just paying the rent. Just like rent, if you don't pay rent, you're evicted. And so same thing on success. If you don't keep putting the work in and paying your rent on success, 
that's going to dry up real quick for you and, and go backwards very, very quickly. So we explained to these new teamers, there's never a point in your life where you've made it, right? You never make it anywhere in life. You get to levels. And if you don't maintain paying the rent on those levels, you will go backwards. And so you've got to consistently be putting the effort in, which is driven by your motivation. The next step, you're at a successful level. At some point in time, you're going to have to want more. Everything always started with a want. Nobody did anything first and then said they wanted it. You have to start with a want. So once you get to these levels of success, you might hang out there for a little bit, but at some point that switch has to turn. It's like, okay, I want more stability. I want more freedom with my family. I want more retirement savings. You might have everything covered right now, but somewhere you have to want more or you'll get stagnant. And when people get stagnant, if they're not focused on growth and you get stagnant, that's when people start saying, it's like, oh, I didn't like that anyways, or this, that, or the other, and they move on. And that's not really what happened. What happened is they got some success and they forgot to want more of it. And as soon as you want more of it, the cycle starts over. You got new motivations. You've identified your new persistence and your daily disciplines. You know you got to stick with it, but it's going to be harder this time. So you might have to stick with it a little longer and push a little harder. And then you're going to reach a new level of success. And you're going to pay the rent and then you're going to want more again. And so that cycle needs to happen over and over again for a person or they will get stagnant in any area and eventually fall backwards. We spend a day going through that with them and just trying to have open dialogue about those topics because I don't think you come into most environments with that understanding of how you're going to get to that next level. Everybody says they want to get to the next level, but that cycle of activities is not always very well defined for them. And so we made it very nonspecific so it could apply to anything they're trying to focus on. Yeah, I love this. And now I'm understanding when we talked before, you had just kind of given me the highlights of this. I love the idea that you have this training model that has been created in-house at Hometown organically by your leadership team. And before I didn't catch the cycle side of it, I thought they were like these five growth stages. And I see where when I asked the question before about being sequential, you'd have to learn all of them to understand and be able to define where am I now? But then the cycle is life changes. There are seasons. You know, when you had said about the wanting more and I want more time with my family now, it might be time to do a different role because that is taking precedence. Going back to like when you said motivation, we usually have like a handful. I think you said like maybe up to seven. Some of those might be the same always, but not all of them the same always. They're going to change. And so from that cycle standpoint, I could see why that is so important versus like, we're going to do this staple training and whatever you did when you went through the training, this is what it is. Like it is an ever evolving thing. So my question that I was just curious about is how do you make it stick and keep it top of mind? How you provide that community of support to keep growing in this? So how we try to back it up is all of our leaders do monthly huddles with every single team member and that leader and their discussion topic, you know, it's not a review. It's a discussion about, do you enjoy hometown? How's your career going? What's going on? But a core piece of those huddles are going to be, hey, where are you at in your growth cycle right now? Let's talk about the success level you're at. Most people want more. They want it. Okay. Why do you want it? What are your new daily disciplines? And are those matching up with what you're actually doing on a day-to-day? -day? So they're constantly cycling back to this growth cycle on where are you at in the stage? Have you identified and strengthened your motivations? Are you doing your daily disciplines? And so we're trying to remind people monthly that it's a practice learn behavior to think like this. 
and you have to keep going through this, this cycle in your head over and over again on why you're even doing anything. Because there's so many things that can distract a person that it's easy just to not do any of it. You got more than enough distractions to not do anything. And so we try to keep people focused and, and then we try to get them to understand as like, things are great now, but what do you really want a little bit longer down the road? And let's put some time frame on that in your mind on what that looks like for yourself five years. And we hope you want to do that journey with hometown, but that's when you start getting more buy-in is that I have to work hard today because I really do want that reality for me five years from now. The when we can get people to really think about that and tie their goals a little longer out, and then I think they really start to buy in to the growth cycle on what they're trying to achieve. Because most people are able to satisfy today's basic needs in life. And so you've got to have some desire and some wants for what you want your life to look like four or five years from now. And you got to start working towards that today and pushing yourself on it. I'm just sitting here thinking about what would listeners be wanting to ask. And this framework, it's really a way of being. And, you know, you train this from the beginning. It's a constant cycle. Leaders are doing one-on-ones with team members in their huddles and things like, I'm curious when you're hiring people, not all people would subscribe to this, right? That they would think that they're going to take it and apply it. Not everybody's going to adopt this. So how does that look like when you're hiring people to make sure that they're going to be wired for a fit for this when they're onboarding so that this stuff is actually applied? What does that look like to match the cultural fit, if you will? Yeah, a key question in our area process is asking them what they're looking for in a career and what they're looking for long run, where they're trying to go. And you get people with a blank stare on their face and you know they're not thinking, they're just trying to get a job right now. And then you'll get other people that have a whole detailed, well, I want to learn sales because this person does sales and they make good money. And I know you got to learn sales to move up in a company. And that's where a lot of leadership positions come, et cetera. And, and they've already thought it out at least two, three years ahead on why they want to learn what we're teaching people and why they want to join an organization like Hometown. Do they already have a little bit of a plan and some goals for themselves, right? Maybe they want to start a family or they're looking to get married in the future. Or they're looking to have a kid two years from now. They're thinking bigger picture. They're not just thinking about taking care of today's needs. And so they're thinking about tomorrow's needs. I think that's a big question we ask coming in. And then I guess how they fit into the culture when they get here is the second part of that question. What we look at are who's putting in, we always say attitude and effort, right? So who really is matching that daily intensity and that little bit of that attitude that they want something? Because it's very easy to come in and do the bare minimum and see what happens. But you can tell pretty early on by the way someone works and their just general demeanor around the office, if they were genuine about really wanting more out of what they're trying to accomplish. And so we always tell people in the interview, we measure attitude first and we measure effort second. And third, we know results will come if you're putting those right things in. So we don't metric people to death. Most sales organizations do, but we are very, very particular with them on, hey, it doesn't seem like you want to be here today. Let's talk about that. And we try to get them back on track to finding the motivation or the excitement they had the first two weeks. Because everybody's excited like the first two weeks of any job usually, right? But you got to have that excitement pretty consistently if you want to achieve to a higher level. Yeah. I 
like to say regularly that I never am trying to convince people who are not people first leader oriented to become that. I really like the people that they already get why that's important and have a heart for that and are doing some efforts and then elevate them. But I'm going to take just a quick opportunity right here to shine a light for anyone that might be listening that thinks this is fluffy or gosh, they take so much time doing that. Like we need to just work on our bottom line or whatever. And I just think about the stories I'm sure you've heard since you started this growth cycle and rolled it out. The stories of impact on people's lives way beyond bottom line that you've watched people grow. You've watched people do things that you're like, when I met them in the beginning, they never believed that. And they've told you, like, I didn't even believe in myself. And the workplace was so much more than advancing roles and money and all the things that they thought when they came in but they had an open mind and they applied this stuff and you've watched them grow and just the gift that you get to experience as a leader in that. I'm just curious in closing comments here, what that's been like for you to watch people transform. No, it's exciting. I mean, we're always excited to bring our next class of team members and watch that growth cycle with new ones as well as everybody. But you'll see people when they're a little timid, maybe that confidence is not there. Maybe they're not as upbeat, but when they start investing more in themselves, they get engaged in our culture, they really appear to be happier. I think that money aside, like that obviously helps it, but you can tell a little bit of a weight that was somewhere on their shoulders before is starting to get lifted. And then they're excited to share that with other people and talk to other people about enjoying our culture, right? And that's where our goal is, is that hopefully they enjoy what we're trying to teach them and the method we're doing it, and it leads them to success and that that's enough enjoyment that they would share it with someone else, you know, and 80% of our hires, we got 15 people coming in next week, 80% are for referrals. Hopefully people enjoyed enough to find someone else that wants a similar type of opportunity. Yeah. That's just so awesome. And going back to something that you said earlier that I've just kind of hung on to until it was time to mention this is, When you know yourself and you are growth-minded and on this journey to better yourself and constantly working on yourself, there's a peace that you can't describe. You had said something about a peace, like just this stillness, this calmness in you, that no matter what happens, the bank loan runs out or something medically happens, right? You've got that peace. And for us to be, from a workplace perspective, pouring into helping people get something that nothing can buy, nothing can buy peace. It's just exceptional. So I love what you're doing. So glad that our friend Amy introduced us. And again, congratulations on the award in 2023. Just really, really thank you for this time. We're going to share this with lots of people. We're going to take a quick break, come back to our lightning round, because I love to do these like random questions to help people get to know our guests. So you're going to have some surprise questions when we come back. We'll get to know you. We'll be right back. Work Human is the pioneer of employee recognition and their podcast How We Work highlights everything that shapes the employee experience and what leaders can do right now to change it for the better. If you are leading meaningful work experiences for others, this show is a must. Subscribe to How We Work anywhere you listen to podcasts. And after you listen in, I want to know your takeaways. All right, we're back on Gut Plus Science with Nate Roberts. And Nate, the first question that we always ask, so if you've listened to these episodes, you've heard this many times over your favorite book of all time or a favorite recent read that you'd like to add to our ever-growing list of recommended reads? Yeah, I think a recent read, kind of more leadership focused that I really enjoyed was Trillion Dollar Coach by 
Eric Schmidt, just had a lot of great advice on more so listening. It really helped as a great reminder that you're not always as a leader, your goal is not to jump in and try to solve everything. Sometimes people just need listened to and connected and you got to just let some things play out. A lot of great advice in there. That's not your typical create a chart and do metrics and set goals. It was more the people side of things on when people are coming to you, what they're really feeling and that that's the bigger piece of the decision, the discussion, not necessarily the problem or task or metric or bottom line at hand. So I really enjoyed that one. I'll probably read it again in the future. Awesome. Thank you for that. We'll add that to our list. Nate, when you're not at work, what are you spending a lot of hours doing? Yeah, I really tell most people that my full-time job is taking care of kids and being involved in their sports. Usually after work, we're going to some sort of practice and I try to at least coach them on something just to stay involved. And our Saturdays are jammed with games. Our Sundays are jammed with games. And it's what I enjoy. If I could get paid to do that type of stuff full-time enough, I would do it. But I enjoy not just helping my kids, but it's fun to help all their friends enjoy sports and learn. Very similar to the things we talk about at Hometown is just got to have the right attitude. You got to put the right work in. Here's where you are now, but we're going to get better and we're going to grow. And that's important to stay working and, and growing there. So very similar approach. And that's where I think why I enjoy it so much is they're younger kids and they're still pretty eager and they don't have all the back in noise. You know, they're still eager to go. So I really enjoy doing that. Okay. So what is like a secret strength that most people don't know that you know how to do this. And maybe if they did, they'd be trying to hire you for a side hustle. So now we're like putting this out there to everyone. So hopefully you don't get hit up for whatever this is. But what is that skill set that like, you know how to do a lot of this that most people were like, whoa, you know how to do that? My parents were teachers and they had apartments. So I grew up kind of doing a lot of construction and remodeling with them in the summer times. And that's just my background. So I've gutted whole houses down to the studs, wired them, plumbed them, drywalled them, painted them, trimmed them. Just redid our kitchen myself here recently. And now I don't know if people want to hire me because I don't know that I'm as quick as I was 10 years ago before we had kids and sports and everything. So my wife doesn't like it because I don't like to hire people and these projects take a little longer, but I could definitely give you advice. Be more than happy to help people on how to do it, but I don't know that would be very good to hire. Yeah. Well, and I feel like I'm always trying to find a handyman that can be timely. So your wife is a lucky lady. That's awesome. And then finally, Nate, what is the best way if someone wanted to follow up and just connect with you? Maybe they had a question about this. What's the best way to connect afterwards? Yeah, just shoot me an email. My email is inroberts at hometownlx.com. But shoot me an email. Always happy to connect with people out there and learn from you and share whatever I have to. Nate Roberts, thank you so much for joining Gut Plus Science today. I love hearing about companies that have programs that they have in place to grow their people holistically. And the growth cycle is so that. I love learning the five stages of growth. Here's my truth you can act on from my conversation with Nate Roberts today. Number one, growth mindset is a journey and we're constantly working on this and we have to enjoy the process of it because we never arrive. We've talked about that on other episodes and Nate reiterated it today. We've never made it. We reached levels and we have to keep, quote unquote, paying the rent, like he said, 
in order to keep that going. And so growth mindset, constant journey, seasons change and enjoy the process. And then let's break down these five components of the growth cycle. The first one is motivation, getting clear on what motivates me, getting clear on what motivates you. We have to get clear on what are our motivators. There's probably a handful. Those ebb and flow and change, probably some of them stay there forever and others change. And we have to revisit what is it that motivates me? What am I going after? What is my end game? And know that and take the time to plan that for yourself. And then he talked about persistence. These are our daily disciplines. This is what helps us win. When we are on a health journey and looking to lose weight, we have to follow certain disciplines to do that every single day. I mean, you might have an off day, but following those same habits. So persistence are the daily disciplines, the core habits that we as individuals have for our daily efforts. And then stick with it. Keep going even when it gets hard. And that's where I think it's so important to have community around you, having great peers that subscribe to the same mindsets and push each other and hold each other accountable. And then friends and accountability partners helping us to stick with it, keep going even when it gets hard because it definitely will. And then paying the rent. This is keep putting the work in times in life, you know, where we get to a certain place and we're like, oh, okay. And we can't ever take our foot off the gas. Now, sometimes the pedals down way further than others but we have to keep putting the work in. And just like I said a second ago, Nate said, we've never arrived. We've never just made it. We reach new levels, but we have to keep putting in the effort. And finally, what's life if we're not dreaming? And he said, wanting more. So what's next? Taking time to reflect and celebrate where you've come from and where you are now, but to keep going and evolve with what it is that is important to you always wanting to grow and get better and finding those mentors and people that are going to help you get there. I absolutely loved, again, learning about this growth cycle. Way to go, hometown. Thank you again, Nate. We'll see you next time. We just left the world a little bit better. Now, go do something with it.